0: Good afternoon. Welcome to the Fontanelle Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. It is a Friday. It has been Report Day. The brains are moving in. Lots of factors to look at, especially from the grain perspective. So we bring in Mike Zuzalo with Global Commodity Analytics. And Mike, we look at what's happened in today's report. What was your initial reaction?
1: You know, I think there was twofold, Susan. I was a little bit nervous um, that the trade was expecting a ho-hum report, especially given the pace of our harvest in the corn and to a lesser degree the beans but especially the corn and so i was a little bit more nervous about downside price exposure than i am normally but also i was also in the mindset that we have not had a very good track record of the last quarterly grain stocks report when it comes to march and july and at the end of june and we had a situation in march that december corn for instance right before the report or right around the report closed around 390 by the middle of april it was down to 376 375 so it lost 20 25 cents same thing in june we were running about 350 at the end of june by the middle of july we were running at about 335 336 so not a large slide in prices but just not a good reaction by the trade and so that got me into the mindset with producer clients and subscribers that what makes a market rally its demand rationing what creates demand rationing and the need to demand to ration demand and that's tighter supplies and that's really what it's what it was about friday and the usda moved in the same direction or similar direction that they were in march and june And that is they added to the supply so it takes away the thunder so to speak the bullish food uh, in, in a, in a way of, you know, kind of looking at it visually, it takes away the bull's food to be able to take markets higher. And I think that's exactly where we sit at the end of September here with a more vulnerable October, uh, than probably what we could have had given what type of price action we've had the last couple weeks and how we were starting to build a positive momentum so we we slipped i think in terms of momentum and sentiment susan i think that's really how i'd classify it
0: and you you sent out a uh, kind of a flash of the quarterly grain stocks and I, I found it interesting one of the comments that you talked about was wondering if the early harvest had anything to do with the corn stock numbers that were announced
1: yeah this is where in the soybean analysis by usda that the head of NAS sends out to all the analysts like me or most of the analysts like me, they, they send out their PowerPoint presentation of what they presented to the Department of Ag and the USDA administrators, and, and they, they raised essentially the 2017 soybean crop. They went from a 395 carryover to a 438 carryover on a production increase. And so that explains why the soybeans came 38 million stocks number, and was on the top end of the trade range and was, was above the median of the expectations. Corn, you can't say that, and I think this is where it goes back to the harvest progress, even though it's as of September 1 in terms of the grain stocks, the harvest progress this year, and the fact the way the survey, the, the, the USDA goes about it, it, it lent to the idea, in my mind anyway, that there's a higher probability that there's more stocks out there that have been blended from harvest that has taken place in the early part of September, especially in the Delta states and in Texas, because those are the areas that really ran hard and really had some droughty areas and they got through stuff very, very quickly. So it would not surprise me at all that commercials in key parts of the country actually had some extra stocks and look at North Carolina and how hard they ran before the hurricane and up until the hurricane just to get stuff out of the, out of the field. So I think we probably did see some 2018 bushels get into the Sep 1 stocks report and I say that because we went well over the highest trade guess by the range of analysts the estimates uh, from Reuters we we went at 2.14 billion bushels on the corn stocks even though that's down 7% from a year ago it's still it was still about uh, 100 million bushels higher than what the highest trade guess was so that 100 million bushels I would think maybe could be 2018 supplies
0: it's been a, probably about a month, month and a half, you and I were talking about about possible winter wheat acres and where we were gonna see, because weather was lining up to be pretty good for these guys to get this crop in the ground. Wasn't really talked about in this report today. Are we gonna have to wait until the December report?
1: Yeah, we got the spring wheat data, and, and unfortunately we don't get the winter wheat data this early, and I was under the impression, falsely and wrongly, that we might get some winter wheat numbers uh, today on the report i wish usda would change and give us a harvest or excuse me a planting pace number in september 30th because of the uh move that we're under right now and getting you know at least the hard red wheat planted but i recognize also that the soft red wheat is not going to be taken into consideration by producers until they get their corn and bean crops out east of the Mississippi and with Ohio and Illinois and Missouri being such large soft red wheat states, it's probably, it makes sense that we didn't get the hard red wheat numbers. But I do think, based upon what uh, producers are telling me uh, when they're on the planters right now, we're going to see a pretty substantial increase in hard red wheat acres because there's really no viable alternative given the bean prices, especially In the west when you're talking and in the northern plains in North Dakota and I was talking to another colleague of ours and just last week and they weren't even giving bids for fall beans in some parts of South Dakota and North Dakota and the bids that were being given for fall were as much as two dollars a bushel underneath the November bean price. So I think acres and spring wheat that we saw today make sense because there's not a lot of alternatives at this stage if you can't get a non-GMO or specialty crop contact contract.
0: Lots to think about as uh, we continue on this harvest. And I know we're running short on this. First segment. So I can't jump in the question, but we do have a listener question we are going to bring to you in regards to the soybean acres and maybe some optimism. They had a question for you. So stick around, folks. We're going of course, have the fontanel Final Bell going on. Mike Zuzlo is joining us with global commodity analytics. As we look first at today's report coming out, we'll dive into the happenings on the livestock side as well and look at some other factors that we're seeing within the grain market. So stick around on this Friday. It is the fontanel Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network. Soul. Welcome back to the Fontanel Final Bell here on the Rural Radio Network. I'm Susan Littlefield. Mike Zuzalo is joining us at Global Commodity Analytics. And I kind of let Mike in on what the question was. We did have a listener, Mike, that was wondering, because of the soybean market, and we've had so much negative talk about soybeans, but he was looking at the optimistic side of it, knowing that South America's running out of beans for sale. They've been purchasing beans from the U.S. to sell to China. Is there some options out there? Is there maybe a, a the silver lining of this sow's ear shall we say for soybeans to be able to maybe find some new markets and push to some areas that maybe we haven't sold beans to in the past.
1: I think there is but it's a matter of timing and I would say you're right we had the situation this week where Argentina has been buying U.S. beans and we've been wondering whether this is because of China and sure enough we got the linkage where China was turning to Argentina they're turning to Argentina mainly because Brazil's not going to have a lot left after Thanksgiving, Christmas time period. So just by the linkages there, we can say that the Argentine beans are either going to be shipped out to China and Argentina is going to crush U.S. beans, or there may be some U.S. beans that get into China through Argentina outright. And we also saw on Friday morning that Taiwan came in and bought over $1.5 billion worth of Iowa in minnesota soybeans in terms of contracts and commitments over the next two years see that and then all of a sudden you see the prices found support at that 820 810 level those old lows from back in july august so i think there is a demand low in place when it comes to the soybeans what i would say to the question and the and the listener is, is that you have an upside potential but it may be muted especially given the fact that the crop report today the stocks report on today the USDA essentially said we have 45 percent more beans than we had a year ago and we're at an 11 year high in soybean supplies right now going into what is going to be a record crop and a record yield that we're putting away and so that's where I think there are windows of opportunity here and, and and the listener is absolutely right in my opinion that there is going to be upward momentum at times but i think those are probably rallies to sell what i'm telling clients and subscribers right now especially after friday's report is that until we can generate a weather market in south america and really start to turn the supply down instead of up beans are probably still going to be a problem area if they rally fifty sixty cents from a low that's when we probably start to see the funds come in and start to see more selling pressure Unless the wheat and the corn can come together and go higher and offset the risk factor of the downside in the, in the su- big supplies in the soybeans. That's what's been missing. And we saw that this week again. We saw wheat go to 525, test a major resistance level. All of a sudden it fell apart, in my opinion, technically, and it could not gather any more steam and then went down to 505 and a half in December lead month futures testing last week's lows. Fortunately, we held that going into the weekly close. So to me, wheat has got to find a foundation. That protects the corn from wanting to go down low, lower. And then if we can get the wheat and the corn to go higher, especially once we get past the 50%, 60% levels uh, harvested in the corn, then we could start to see maybe the corn and wheat join up and put a real floor underneath the beans to where the, the funds don't want to sell as aggressively. After a, a short, you know, a short-term rally of, as I said, fifty or sixty cents.
0: So, can the crush margins remain strong?
1: The crush margins are good. They're still at about a dollar forty a bushel, but you know what, Susan? That's about a six-month low. So, they have eroded a lot. And I think that's a very key point to bring up: is that your meal is your real, you know, heart and soul to the potential for the weather rally. And if you look back at 2017, we really went nowhere uh, in late in the year, and it wasn't until March we really climbed on top of. The meal market and the funds bought, and the commercials got scared and bought, and that really gave us that really strong rally in early eighteen. That we really did the best pricing we could have done because of that. I could see a similar type price pattern if we don't have any early weather threats. There are weather threats out there. Mato grosso they're very dry right now, and you can see it in their planting pace. They're about five percent planted. This is fresh numbers coming out Friday afternoon from Agrell. Uh, we're five percent planted in beans in that uh, state versus 1% last year at this time. And as a whole, the country of Brazil is at about 4.6% versus 1.5% last year at this time. So you do have a much drier pattern. It's getting the crop in faster. And this is where probably January, February, if I had to guess, at the same, about the same time when Brazil starts to run out of beans, if that weather's out there lurking and it's too dry, I think that's where your best opportunity is for coming back in and buying some beans back that she had to sell too cheap off the combine
0: jump over to the livestock side quickly strong gains in the hogs can we see that continue next week
1: i think uh, to a point yes i mean we we continue to see new african swine fever we don't know what the demand side of the equation in asia is going to be are they going to turn away remember the dry milk scandal in china where the substitute from australia came in and just stole all the market and that was really beneficial that's what we'd like to see in the pork sector here what is the best way for folks to get a hold of you mike Best way is go to globalanalytics.biz and sign up for a trial. Otherwise, give me a call at 866-471-2588 and let me know what your needs are and how your individual operation works. We'll see if we can not help you.
0: That's the Fontanelle Final Bell on the Rural Radio Network.
1: You're listening to the Rural Radio Network.